Hello, everyone at Convy QX. My name is John Hatchell, and I am the CEO and co-founder of Tie-Dye Health. Uh, and we've, I'm here to talk to you today about a platform that we built um, and to discuss uh, our, our smart contract solution uh, for transactional inefficiency uh, in medical device procurement. And before we get started, just a few fun facts uh, about surgical services here in the U.S. So first, uh, nearly half of all accounted hospital revenue uh, is actually generated by surgical procedures. Uh, another fact, uh, most of these procedures rely on 30 third-party supply chains for medical devices necessary to deliver surgical care. And that today, the medical device market operates almost exclusively by way of paper transactions. So let's look at surgical services kind of by the numbers uh, here in the U.S. Uh, when we look at facilities, uh, you know, hospitals and ambulatory surgical centers, we estimate there being about 11,500 plus uh, that offer uh, a surgical care. Uh, and uh, obviously that number is growing each and every day um, with the trend of many inpatient procedures being moved to outpatient centers, specifically in orthopedic, spine, and even cardiac. Uh, when we look at surgeries performed with a medical device per year, uh, that number is estimated to be about 22 million. And when we look at the medical device market in the U.S. as a whole in terms of consumption of these products, uh, that number is estimated to be $160 billion by 2025. So um, when, you, when you look at this in totality, it's a, it's a, it's a rather large problem. So let's discuss the current standards for medical device procurement and transactions as they are today. So we've already mentioned the paper ledger records, but when we talk about paper ledger records, that is the, the record uh, of implants that are captured in the OR. And that paper record is then sent to multiple departments in a hospital, typically purchasing, billing, materials, uh, and then they're even sent to the vendors uh, and they act as the the, the true the, the the really only true record uh, of what transpired in an operating room during a surgical claim. And because they're using paper ledger records, that brings us to point number two: is it's very difficult to identify these these transactions. So they're actually utilizing PHI, uh, MRN, patient names, date of birth to identify uh, these these surgical procedures. Uh, and that's the the way that 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 business is done in communicating it. From a inventory standpoint, you know, hospitals and vendors almost exclusively operate in consignment inventory arrangements, where a vendor will park their inventory at a facility, and it's utilized uh, on an as-needed basis. And the problem with this is that uh, obviously. You know, the hospitals and, and ASCs, they don't have an actual record or, or an accurate record of these, of the inventory, um, while the vendors do. And then on the, subsequently on the other side of the facility, the facility side, uh, a lot of the other inventory that's owned, um, the hospital or the ASC will have a record of that, but the vendor doesn't have any visibility. So there's, 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 there's just a, a real disconnect there. Um, which really impacts preparedness when when talking about uh, delivering patient care. 
Uh, and obviously, relative to these transactions, parties uh, are forced to communicate through conventional mediums. So that means a lot of utility of fax, email, uh, you know, text messages, you name it, which is not the best practice, uh, especially when we, we're factoring in point number two as means of identification. Because of the complexity of this, this supply chain, you know, facilities tend to really relinquish a lot of their responsibilities to their vendor partners. And because of that, uh, it really leaves them subject to a lot of issues such as fraud, waste, and abuse, um, which obviously are, 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 are hot, you know, big, big ticket items when you, when you look at, uh, you know, uh, added expense to healthcare. Uh, so, uh, an area that certainly can be improved upon. Uh, and product safety is loosely managed. Again, you know, it's a lot of this product safety, uh, ultimately falls back down to the vendors, uh, and their representatives. Uh, many who are on site to deliver, uh, you know, quality control uh, through representation in operating room theaters uh, around the country uh, to acknowledge uh, or assure uh, providers that uh, products are being as as intended. So why the focus now? Well, I think we just got to look at the numbers here uh, and to, to really understand the gravity of the problem. So. When we look at healthcare spend in the U.S., you know, obviously a big, a big portion of it and, and the largest portion of it is, is of spend is administrative. Uh, and, and, and a lot of that can be tied to administrative complexity. Uh, when we look, everyone's probably well aware of the cybersecurity and issues in healthcare today and, and how, uh, how much of a threat, uh, is, is out there. Um, you know, it was estimated last year 34% of healthcare facilities were subject to some form of ransomware attack. Uh, and, you know, another estimate of, of one in 3,000 emails containing malware, which is, which is really troublesome in, in, in a business process such as this in a healthcare facility, uh, considering how much they rely, uh, on this type of messaging between parties, uh, to do business. Uh, 400 plus million devices are recalled a year, uh, and there's not a really good way to identify right now, uh, in, in time sensitive uh, recalls, uh, you know, patients who were impacted or product that was impacted. Uh, fraud and abuse, uh, which we, we've, we've briefly mentioned earlier, obviously accounts for about 80 to $90 billion a year to, to, to the U.S. US healthcare uh, system. Uh, and then medical devices as a whole account for 6% of all healthcare spend. So why did we choose smart contracts and, 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 you know, as a company, we made the, the, the decision to use, uh, DAML, uh, as, as kind of the basis, um, for, for our build, uh, and our platform. Well, we kind of rely on five tenants, uh, in our decision making and, and why we chose that. And, and, and we'll go through those now. Uh, so obviously, you know, the security aspect of, of, of smart contracts, um, being able to have entitlements for users that are, that are embedded, uh, into our system. Uh, privacy, right? Uh, smart contracts only disclose the necessary information to, to each party, um, you know, during, uh, you know, the functionality of, uh, of whatever, uh, whatever aspect of, of that process they're trying to carry out. Uh, from the trust side, obviously trust is a big issue, uh, in, in healthcare, especially when dealing with third party, uh, vendors or third party business partners. 
Uh, so each action is recorded on a on, on a private or a permissioned ledger, um, which you know gives it a much more uh, closed approach as opposed to it being decentralized and requiring you know further key management. Uh, interoperability, which is a obviously a a, a, a a very important theme in healthcare today, and an area of uh, a much needed uh, much need an area that needs a much needed improvement. And uh, smart contracts can certainly de deliver that um, by allowing, you know, secure communication between uh, legacy systems and, and, and parties. Uh, and the fact that, uh, you know, information can be cryptographically stored uh, allows a, a lot of these transactions to be tamper-proof. So what are we trying to actually solve through utilizing smart contracts? Well, first of all, it's, it's drastically improving the transactional efficiency, right? Enabling end-to-end -end commerce uh, between these facilities and their, their vendor business partners um, while eliminating the bad practice of, uh, of sharing CHI as a means of identification and transactions. So we also want to focus on safety, right? And so validating that products are being used as intended by the companies or by the FDA uh, while also ensuring preparedness for surgery. Um, through digital accountability measures, which currently just don't exist. Uh, and then obviously the interoperability piece, right? Creating multi-party connectivity is huge. Uh, and more importantly, it adds to the trust factor because it provides transparency on data that that's typically been siloed in, in, in business. So this is a look at uh, the functional features we were able to uh, build by utilizing smart contracts. So the creation of an actual surgical event uh, and, and the scanning and adding of, of, of products used in a procedure. Uh, compliance rules and the compliance rules really are our way of being able to uh, validate uh, product use, uh, you know, validate product safety. Um, and that and we, we've built rules in that the state factors in such as expiration, safety, um, product compatibility, uh, and we, we, we intend to expound upon these, these use cases as we move on. Uh, automating, uh, creation of purchase order, which, and uh, purchase orders, which, uh, you know, help to, to remove a lot of these manual processes that currently exist. Um, you know, the sending of these orders direct to vendors, we've, we've been able to automate that process through smart contracts, uh, something that, that had to be essentially validated or manually processed by multiple people in a healthcare facility, depending on what their standard protocols were currently, uh, and uh, purchase out order validation by the vendor, right? Valid validating that, you know, again, the pricing and the products used uh, matched up with the, you know, with what uh, was on the shelf or what was sent to the facility. Uh, automated creations of invoices, which follow that same theme. Uh, automating uh, the inventory updates, uh, so making sure that we close the loop on on what was used and being able to restock or replenish these these products, so that again a facility is prepared for their other procedures. Uh, returning products back to vendors, um, and the fact that you know keeping their their inventory stock in SKUs lean, so they don't have you know forty thousand items in, in a system. You know they're 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 managing that more effectively with the data that they now have access to. Uh, recalls of products. You know, we talked about how how many products are 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 subject to recall a year, and how difficult that is to identify patients. 
um, you know, a system like this can, can allow for a retrospective look back of patients or products impacted and, and, and allow them to act accordingly. Uh, post-procedure forms, a big problem is, you know, just communicating this information and, and things getting lost in trans translation. And uh, this allows for that information to be shared instantaneously. And then the messenger function, right, giving these folks an opportunity to to get away from these conventional mediums that have been standard for so many years uh, and protect a lot of this data leakage that, that, that continues to happen on a day-by-day -day basis. Then we obviously need to validate this use case in the surgical theater, uh, and that's what we're actually doing right now with our partner here in Connecticut. Uh, uh, Day Kimball Hospital uh, in, in Putnam, Connecticut has been uh, our partner in this, and we kicked off in September. Uh, you know, and with our implementation, uh, integrating into their existing, uh, you know, Turner system that exists within, within the hospital, uh, you know, training, uh, and digitizing their contract. Uh, you know, we basically can take their entire, uh, vendor contracts that exist, digitize them and carry them out in real time. Uh, and then right now what we're in the process of doing is capturing 90 days of this data, uh, and publishing it. Uh, publishing our findings uh, here in the end of Q4, you know, to validate uh, the utilization of smart contracts in healthcare in this arena. So what are our major goals of this pilot? And I think it goes back a lot to what we're trying to establish with the use case. Uh, obviously, we want to first off eliminate PHI as a means of identification for transactions. Uh, we want to reduce the administrative complexity uh, that currently exists, uh, in, in, in standard operating procedures, uh, and the burden on, on a lot of staff and, and, and reduce these FTE hours, uh, through efficiencies. So, um, you know, it, it, it can be more beneficial for hospitals, uh, in that, uh, you know, they're, they have a more cost effective solution, uh, in, in, in process. Uh, obviously minimizing waste. Uh, is, is a huge issue here, right? You know, both through, uh, using compliance rules, uh, to ensure that products are, are being used accordingly and, and, and catching all those never events, uh, that tend to happen, such as wrong side implants, expired implants, uh, products that were improperly opened and the product compatibility is not there. Uh, we're, we're very confident in our ability that, you know, dig, digital checks and balances can, can do that. And then furthermore, improve the life cycle of existing stock that is on a facility shelf to ensure that, uh, you know, they're getting the most out of the, of, of stock that's purchased, uh, and, and that they're utilizing it and cycling it through, uh, you know, so that, so that waste is, is improved. Uh, and then providing transparency. On, on the entire, uh, you know, end to end process to prevent fraud and abuse, which unfortunately, because so much of this is, is so complex and so much is relinquished, uh, in order just to make it, you know, day by day, uh, you know, by providing, you know, visibility and creating a digital audit trail of these transactions, uh, you know, that, you know, these, these vendor partners and these representatives, you know, who are, you know, fully compensated by how much product is used, you know, they are certainly incentivized uh, to use, you know, higher cost products, 
to uh, to use more product in areas where they don't they don't need to. This this truly gives a facility the ability to have the the, the visibility on all of this and manage it more proactively as opposed to reactively, which has kind of been the standard for for many many years. So this is a look at kind of what we anticipate a facility's ROI being and the impact that smart contracts can potentially have in a facility. And we, we hope to validate that through our pilot uh, and invalidating uh, in, in uh, all, this, this, all these uh, hypotheses that we have currently. So if you look at the top here in this chart, uh, you can see we account for all types of spend, and this would be, you know, from five million all the way up to 25. So you could, you know, have a, a small ASC at the five, you know, the five million dollar range all the way up to a very high volume, um, large, uh, uh, you know, uh, large surgical uh, de uh, services department in a, in, a, in a major institution in the 25 to 30 million dollar range. We factor in an average selling price of around 4,500 dollars, which is all encompassing from for procedures that would you know which go from you know very high price high cost uh, products such as orthopedic revision cardiac procedures uh, spine procedures all the way down to, to to the really you know you know smaller cases which would be your you know your sports medicine um, you know smaller small bone and joint cases uh, you know things of that nature, uh, uh, nerve drafts, just, just simple screw procedures, things of that nature. And so it's just really all encompassing for, for that. And that's kind of where we see the ASP coming in for most facilities around the country. And then when you look at the potential cost savings, obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're going to reiterate a lot of the themes that we've already discussed. So, you know, from when you look at waste minimization, we estimate that of being about 0.7%, uh, FTE reduction via the automation piece. Right. And, 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 and not just, you know, Hey, we're not saying to facilities, look, it's going to, we're going to take people out of your, you know, you're, you're going to fire people or get rid of them, but no, but you're going to be able to repurpose those hours. Right. So it's more FTE hour reduction is the way we would, we would, we would probably, um, the way we would articulate that. Uh, the curation and consulting fees, obviously, because this data is siloed. You know, you, you quite you, quite frequently we see healthcare facilities, you know, use third-party uh, consultants to come in and, you know, uh, you know, analyze their data, curate their data, you know, give them give them feedback, and we think that a lot of those fees can be offset because they're going to have access to this data through our system uh, in a curated manner already. Um, that 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 could certainly um, reduce some of those those expenses that they're they're paying out each and every year to better understand their 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 purchasing habits. Uh, and then vendor fraud and abuse again, this is another proactive management that I that I can assure you from my experience in the space um, would be very very valuable because they can heat off these situations where where they're they potentially are being taken advantage of by by uh, over ambitious. Uh, field representatives of certain companies uh, who tend to uh, utilize more expensive products in place of products that that are just as uh, um, applicable in certain surgeries. And, and vendor purchasing efficiencies, obviously our largest ticket item. Uh, as someone who wrote contracts for many years for 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 me in the medical device space, I can tell you 
that there, there are plenty of incentives that are built into contracts uh, uh, on behalf of facilities uh, for, to incentivize them to issue purchase orders timely and to pay timely um, that, that are upwards of sometimes 5 to 10%. So we take the 2% number there because we're very confident that you know, by utilizing smart contracts, we, we not only can we ensure that we're meeting the demands of those contracts, but we're also, for the first time, being able to, we'll be able to provide visibility um, to the, um, the accuracy of, 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 of how, uh, how efficient, um, you know, a, a facility is, are managing these, these, these transactions with their, with their business partners, uh, to ensure that they are getting, uh, the, the, the best pricing possible, uh, and to manage this effectively. So when we look at total realized cost savings at the bottom, you can see, um, you know, these, these are significant values for, for, for healthcare facilities here. And, you know, so we're anticipating plus or minus about a 4%, uh, you know, savings, um, through, through utilizing smart contracts, uh, in the surgical theater. So in conclusion, you know, the value, we, we obviously have, are big believers in the value of smart contracts. And I hope that after this discussion, you are as well. Um, huge opportunity to reduce administrative spend and complexity in healthcare here, uh, you know, uh, an, an area where obviously there's a lot of meat on the bone. Uh, enable safer, more predictable care delivery, uh, you know, ensuring that products are being used as intended. Uh, making sure facilities are um, uh, are properly prepared each and every day, a patient's on the table, uh, and 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 giving real checks and balances digitally to this process that's that's currently operated like the wild wild west for many many years. Uh, and most importantly, right, creating interoperability between business part between business partners, creating uh, you know. Uh, you know, interconnectivity between parties, uh, that allows them both to have visibility, uh, to these transactions, uh, and creating these, these, these digital audit trails, you know, that, that cycle basically from inventory all the way through settlement, uh, and give folks, uh, you know, acknowledgement that, uh, these communications are being received and making sure that they know that uh, you know where where everything is at where everything is at in process uh, to ensure um, you know that that things are being handled appropriately. So that concludes uh, uh, the talk. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Uh, it is much appreciated, and I uh, hope that we made you a believer today uh, in the validity of smart contracts here in healthcare.